0: What went right and what went wrong in this game for Arizona State against the Colorado Buffaloes? We're going to talk about that in just a moment on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. hello and welcome back to this edition of the locked on sun levels podcast my name is richie bradshaw and i'm your guide for everything arizona state sun levels thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day remember the podcast is free and available on all platforms including youtube if you want to check us out in that visual platform but wherever you are getting your podcast hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update every time we post new content which is monday through friday stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. For today's conversation, we're taking a look at this win again. Arizona State is able to go on the road to Boulder, Colorado, and take down the Buffaloes to the tune of a 42-34 final score. Offensive explosion, defense fell apart. Let's talk about the things that went right and the things that went wrong. Start with the most obvious thing that went right, and that's the quarterback position for what feels like one of the first times this year is the quarterback position was you know foolproof short of one interception Trenton Bourget is completing 70% of his passes in this game he throws 435 yards and three touchdowns this is his first career start and they're able to make this work beautifully I don't know how it came to be but man oh man am I glad that it did because this is exactly the jump start to the to the passing game, to the offense, to the quarterback position and the play calling and everything really just everything finally culminated together. And all it took was a new quarterback. Emery Jones has struggled this year. You know, call a spade a spade. He's not been a good quarterback this year. He has managed the game about as well as he can. And eventually it just was no longer his offense to run. And so be it. It just is what it is, unfortunately. Emery Jones experiment at Arizona State was a failure. And we are on to bigger and better things. There's greener pastures moving forward now with Trenton Bourget under center. There's no longer this ineptitude offensively. And there's a lot more concise decision making. While, yes, Borgay does have two interceptions in the two games that he's been on the field, one start, one replacing Emery for injury. He's also thrown six touchdowns. He's completing 73% of his passes. He's averaging right about nine yards an attempt right now. His passer rating in college is ridiculous at 179.1. He's playing very good football short of the two bad interceptions that he's thrown. You'll take those from a guy who's still learning the ropes of the college game. This is, this is a player that, r- remind you, had 12 career pass attempts coming into the 2022 season. This was not a seasoned guy. This was a guy who was going to need some time to figure things out and get to being his best self. And it came a lot sooner than I think any of us were anticipating it. His first start, he absolutely dominated offensively. And the rest of the offense followed suit. Xavier Valade goes back to his old-fashioned self, rushing for 100 yards and three scores on the day, bringing his total up to 760 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground by himself. He's outstanding. He has been the life force of the offense that has been missing a quarterback. But now that you potentially have your quarterback, if Trenton Bourget can continue playing well, not not as great as he has been, like the way that he has been playing in these two games, would have you thinking he's one of the th- We'll go five. One of the five best quarterbacks in the Pac 12. We'll slow down there, right? We'll pump the brakes a little bit just because it's too soon to be crowning Trenton Bourget that highly in the Pac 12. But if he continues that level of play, then this offense is going to exceed any expectations that we might have had for it. But before Bourget came, Valaday was still everything that the offense needed. In order to be productive, he has scored a touchdown in all but one game this year. He has averaged over four yards per carry in all but one game this year. He's had a minimum of fifty-nine scrimmage yards in every single game this year. This is the this is the guy on offense. Everything that Arizona State wants to do goes through X Valaday, and not a surprise that it continued to work for him. You're starting to see some receiver step up as well. Elijah Badger has. Stepped into his own and is the team's number one receiver at this point. There's no debating it. He leads them in receptions and yards convincingly. The second closest person in receptions is 20 behind. And the next closest person in receiving yards is 310 behind Elijah Badger. He is the passing attack. With that being said, though, you are starting to see more guys get involved. One of the biggest things that worked this week. The tight end position. Sean Aguano came into this past week and said he wants to get the tight ends more involved. That's exactly what he did. In this game alone against Colorado, you had Messiah Swenson and Jalen Conyers combined for nine catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns, all of which were by Conyers. He said he wanted to incorporate the tight end, and that's exactly what happened. It worked because you have talented tight ends. You have athletic big marvels who can make plays when they're given the opportunity. Bam, the proof is in the pudding. You have playmakers on this offense. You have a number one receiver. You have playmaking tight ends. You have a legitimate life force at running back. You have some good role players as well. Bryant Thompson has been a very, very good receiver for you the last few weeks. Giovanni Sanders is a very good Checkdown guy and someone that the offense can kind of funnel through when it needs to. You have plenty of good role players in this passing game right now. The offense is rolling. I have no questions about the offense as long as Trenton Bourget remains under center. And the two games that he's played for you, Arizona State has scored 45 and 42 points. He's thrown six touchdowns against just two interceptions. I trust Trenton Bourget with this offense right now. Everything else on the offense is stepping up too. You look at the offensive line. The offensive line is playing better. It's because you have a quarterback who's not willing to sit there and wait until he gets sacked. You have a quarterback who is okay with throwing the ball away and with giving up on a play instead of trying to force something to happen. Trenton Bourget is playing a lot more organically than the way that Emory Jones was. Jones was forcing a lot of different things, and that's just not the case now with Trenton Borgay. It's one week, Sure. But that's what we're talking about right now is everything that worked. Defensively, there's a lot of things that need some improvement, unfortunately. Based off of what we have become accustomed to seeing, this kind of performance was not (coughs) excuse me. Sorry about that. This kind of performance was not expected. Arizona State's defense. Yeah, it hasn't been elite this year, but it hasn't been bad either. But you go into this game and you surrender 34 points to Colorado. Colorado, who hasn't toppled more than 20 points in any game this year. They've only done it twice. They threw up 34 points against you. We're nearly able to craft a comeback for themselves. That's a little bit worrying that you have a team that can potentially conjure something up like that offensively. You're really hoping that you can tighten that up. Because I got bad news for you. You got some really good offenses that are coming up here pretty soon. But let's go ahead and hop into our first break before we discuss too much detail about the things that went wrong for Arizona State, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But first, we've got to talk to you guys about our good friends over at Nissan with their new segment they provided for us. So, as you guys know, Nissan has given us a new moment the thrilling moment in college football brought to you by Nissan thrilling designs behind the new lineup for Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it's gotta be when X Valade crossed the 4,000 yard rushing barrier with a touchdown. It could not have been a more poetic way for one of college football's most underrated running backs while playing at Wyoming to go to a Power 5 school, capitalize on what has been a very good career for him, scoring a touchdown, crossing the 4,000-yard barrier, and joining a very, very elite group of running backs in college football history. This segment has been brought to you by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you. In the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. And guys, make sure that you go ahead and check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hopping back into the conversation, let's look at the bad things, the deficiencies, the things that the team didn't do well. There's a small handful of them, and the vast majority falls on the defensive side of things. Now, for offense, if I want to nitpick, I'm not sure what happened to Daniel Legata this week, but he was neutralized, and that's not something that we have seen happen a lot this year. So hopefully they're able to figure out What Colorado did against him, fix that and move forward so we don't have to worry about seeing that kind of performance out of Nagata again. I'm not worried about Daniel Nagata. I still think he's very, very good, and I'm looking forward to him getting more touches once again. But if we take a look at, excuse me, sorry about that, allergies. If we take a look defensively, there's plenty of things that they need to do better. The first thing is they just need to be able to clean up some of those deep plays. I understand that when you're playing in Colorado, the air is a lot thinner because the altitude is higher and that ball sails, right? That you have quarterbacks that can throw the football 80 yards down the field. You have kickers that can nail 60 plus yard field goals in that thin Denver air. Well, in this case, it's not Denver, but Colorado air is what I'm getting at. You you definitely ran into that situation this week and Colorado was able to throw all over you all over you. I mean, JT shroud goes 13 to 34. So it's not like he's completing a high efficiency of his passes. What is that? 38% not great, but he turns it into 222 yards and two touchdowns and one interception. So JT shroud, sure. Maybe not the best day overall, but, He still was able to do more good than harm in this game for the Colorado Buffs. There were some guys who were making some big time plays, including their freshman receiver, uh, Jordan Tyson. He looked absolutely outstanding in this game, catching five passes for 115 yards and a touchdown through the air. This was a problem was they were pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do. Jordan Tyson, by the way, also was their punt returner and we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Cause that's a whole other thing I want to talk about, but looking at what they wanted to do in the passing game, they pretty much did it again. Like shroud is only completing 30% of his passes, but when he was completing his passes, man, they, it was big plays. It was a lot of big plays. They were also doing pretty much whatever they wanted to do on the ground game as well, though. Dion Smith was able to rush for 111 yards and a touchdown in this game, uh, not a career high, excuse me, a season high for him convincingly. His best game previously was against Minnesota back in week three at 10 carries for 70 yards. This game, he totes it 24 times and he did what he wanted to do. So the defense was gassed. And again, it makes sense from an actual like biological and environmental standpoint, because the altitude in Denver is so high, you're getting tired and this, that, and the other, right. But Again, we're focusing on the things that didn't go right. These are the things that didn't go right. The defense didn't play well this week. Call spade a spade. Special teams need some work because they were just allowing Jordan Tyson to do absolutely whatever he wanted in this game. Four returns, 131 yards. That What does that end up being? That's ridiculous. It's 32.8 yards per return. The crazy thing is that He had, his long was a 88 yard return for a touchdown, but you still take that away and it's uh, 43 return yards on three returns, which is 14 yards on average, which is absolutely insane. I'd be mad if you were giving up half of that. I'd be mad if you were giving up seven yards a return. This, this dude absolutely torched you in the return game and you can't have that happen again. Now in the kick game, uh they had uh three kicks and returned them for 71 yards, which is more reasonable. That's less than the 25 uh that you would typically start out with if you had just taken the knee in the end zone or called for for a catch or anything like that. But there's things that gotta get worked on in this in this special teams unit. It's It's not ideal to be able to see them accomplish things like that. This is a team that isn't good. Like, it just, it is what it is. I wish that Colorado didn't look as good as they did in this game. So, mainly defense, man. Uh, The pass rush was solid, all things considered. They were able to record a sack in this game thanks to Joe Moore. Uh, They got six tackles for loss, two by B.J. Green. He had a very nice day for himself. Uh, Corey Bethley played well, but other than that, the coverage felt like it just kind of faltered. When they hit a big play, it was a big play, and it hurt, and it was frustrating. But maybe this is nitty-gritty because, again, like, Shroud really did not have that great of a day. So pick your battles, I guess we're here to talk about the things that didn't go well, those are the things that didn't go well. So let's go ahead and hop into our last break. When we return, we'll go ahead and pick it up with just my final overall thoughts on this game. But first let me tell you guys about one of my new favorite products. So I can tell you that I personally suffer with a little bit of excess sweating and there's times where I'm just completely uncomfortable. However, I was able to fix this problem with sweat block, sweat block wipes, are a must have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or a hot date, everyone can benefit from having Sweat Block with them. If you or someone you love is experiencing sweat or odor, try SweatBlock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. Make sure that you check it out. Great product. Once again, I want to remind you guys to make sure that you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Closing this out, final overall thoughts on this game. We handed out some game balls yesterday. I'm very happy about this game. Obviously, there's definitely things that need to be worked on, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. But Arizona State should be pretty gosh darn happy with the way they played. There's some takeaways that they need to have moving forward. The biggest takeaway is that Trenton Borgay is, in fact, your starting quarterback. You don't need to overthink that. You don't need to consistently wonder whether or not this is the guy or not. He is, in fact, that guy, pal. Trust me. He is that guy, pal. Trenton Bourget is the starting quarterback more than just a statistical point, too. I mean, the offense just flat out runs better with him. Things feel more energetic and lively. Not just for the fans, but the players seem to gravitate towards him as well. These guys are definitely buying into Trenton. When he came out on that field against Washington, it felt like ASU became a completely different football team. They're very unrecognizable when Trenton Borgay is on the field compared to when Emory Jones is on the field. So stick with Borgay. Roll with that man. He's got something cooking. Keep doing it with him. Continue using your assets as well. Elijah Badger truly, truly looks outstanding for you. And I am so beyond excited to see how he's going to be able to close out the year. He still has four more games yet to play. Currently at 627 receiving yards. It would be a lot for him to end up as a thousand yard receiver, but he could really, really push for it. The way that he's been playing the last two weeks back-to-back 100-yard games, the volumes there, I don't know if he'll get there, but that would certainly be just a phenomenal sight to see Elijah Badger be able to topple that 1,000-yard barrier. It'll be a storyline that we're going to be monitoring, but regardless of any kind of milestone marks like that, definitely use Elijah Badger. This is the best receiver you've had since Brandon Ayuk left way back in 2020, right? He was a 2020 class. Yeah. So it's been a minute since you've had a receiver of Elijah Badger's caliber. Keep using those tight ends. I was really hoping that they would be more involved this year and it's taken a little bit, but it looks like they're finally going to do that. And they're finally going to give these tight ends the opportunity to prove themselves. Messiah Swenson was someone that we had highlighted all offseason coming into the year, Jalen Conyers is someone that I personally have been higher on heading into the year. They showed out in this game. Sean Iguano wants to use them. Let's keep using them. Keep using that running game. Xavier validates is terrific. Don't give up on Daniel Nagata. I'd love to see some of the other guys get some touches as well. But I am also curious just to see what the plan with Trenton Borgay is because he's not a dual threat, but he can run. I'm curious if we're going to see any kind of action like that from him as a runner. Defensively, I think you pretty much know who you are at this point. It's not a great pass rushing team, but it's a team that understands its assignments and it creates turnovers. There was another interception in this game. Eight games played. They've had an interception in all eight games this year. Nine interceptions total on a year. Let's see if we can keep that up. There's four games left. Let's see if we can get an interception in each of the last four games to end the year. It's not going to be easy. There's definitely a lot going up against this team to prevent them from getting to that point. But there's there's lots to take and be happy with from this game, more than there is negative. Clean up some of those special teams issues. Clean up some of the mental lapses that were going on in the secondary during this game. Continue doing what you're doing offensively. And I have a feeling that you're going to find yourself winning more football games than you will be losing football games. Four games left, three games away from being bowl eligible. Let's see if we can do it. Let's go ahead and wrap up this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, though. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to check us out wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. If you want to check us out in a visual platform, wherever you are getting your podcast, though, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update. Every time we post new content, which you can find Monday through Friday. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun So until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.